Welcome everybody to the Kingdom Link Podcast. We are so happy and excited that you're here with us. We are here on our third episode. We're titling this one, Tackling Traditions. Tackling Traditions. Oh man, we're talking about the good, (laughs) bad, and ugly side of traditions. I am here with my partner in crime, my father. Dad, why don't you greet everybody today? So good to be again with you on another podcast, Kingdom Link Podcast. And I'm excited about this topic of tackling traditions. Of course, it's you know, I love football, so I think it is it is a, a good segue into uh, talking about this so traditions. Wanna, I want, there, there's something I just want to grab and tackle and just kind of want to call it the Texas tackling tradition. The Texas tackling tradition. And uh, But I, I'm looking forward to discussing it with you today, uh, David, and so thankful for everybody that's joined us one more time here on Kingdom Link. We're so awesome and honored that you guys are here. We're going to go ahead and dive right in to our first point in the episode. We're going to talk about dealing with change, uh, and we're just going to talk about you know the changing times that we live in, and the problem that we have with change is that we know we need to know when to change, how to change, mm-hmm. what not to change, because change could be deadly sometimes. Yeah, not all change is good and not all change is bad. No. Uh, I like what John Maxwell said. He said, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. Oh, yeah. So so every one of us has to go through the season of change. Everybody changes. Everything mm-hmm. changes. But there are some things that shouldn't change, and there are some things that we need to question about, about change. Right. Like you said, change is just going to happen. The thing is, is that Change will either happen to us and we just roll with the punches or we can be influencers of change and make a change for the good. Mm. It matters what side of the change that we're on. You know, uh, the world that we're living in seems like it is constantly changing. Everything oh, is oh, yeah. instant. Everything, instant. everything comes around uh, uh, to. Did you hear about this? And and did you hear about that? And we have it right on our phone, right before us. Uh, the question is, how can we know the proper way to change when it comes to things that are changeable? How do we identify? Here's another important question in leadership: When's the right time? Right. You know, there are some things that, that we ought to change now. Oh, yeah. You know, there's some things we ought to wait for a while before we, we move into that. And how can we know the difference between what is good change and what is bad change? Right, right. Because, you know, we don't want to be a hindrance to God whenever He's trying to change the direction of the church as a whole or just your local congregation. But right. on the flip side, we don't want to be changing every single little detail that we lose our identity in God and we lose the doctrines that we should be standing for. Right. And we, we need to find that ground. There's some things that, that need to change, that need to go on with the time, but there are some things we got to hold on to. I believe there's a great pressure today for leaders in ministry to change to be relevant, you know, that's a big word. We got to be oh, relevant. Everybody wants to be famous and relevant right now. Relevant. They want to be relevant. Yeah. And and I think uh, I heard people talk about, you know, if Jesus was here, he would be, uh, Jesus would not be accepted. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. if we would, we would, we would look at him and his uh, appearance on earth oh, yeah. at the time that he came, he was not 
overtly accepted by everybody. Now, there no. were those that loved him, but there was only a few disciples that truly followed him. Right, right. You know, uh, I often like to quote Grandpa because he rings in my head mm-hmm. a whole lot, but... Uh, uh, Grandpa, uh, my father, Fred Gill, was the master of one-line maxims. He was, he he always had these little sayings. But one thing he said was, when it comes to change, he would say, "Never be the first to pick up something new, and don't be the last to lay down something old." That's good. That's good. Never be the first to pick up something new, and don't be the last to lay down something old. So. We're in a changing world. How are we going to live in it? Are we going to just bury our head in the sand and say, hey, we're, we're, we're apostolic. We believe the doctrine and we're unchangeable and movable because some people equate any kind of change with compromise, oh, yeah. with uh, oh, yeah. following the world. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I mean, you see a church that changes just one little thing and everybody lays the labels them they're backsliders they're lukewarm they're they're going opposite ways right well maybe they're doing something that god told them to do right just because they're changing doesn't mean you have to change how you, you know. do what you do and and we have we have created so many sacred cows oh my yeah that uh that that you know one of my pet peeves about traditions uh, and we're going to launch out here and just get this out for the entire world. Go ahead to know. Let the world know your pet is 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 <laughs> is people that say the only Bible you should ever quote from is what the apostles quoted from, and it's the King James version. <laughs> yeah, I I believe that it is the <laughs> best. I believe it's the best version. I use that version, yeah. but because you know they spoke English. Uh, well, it and and also there when you say the King James version, you have to say which one. Yeah, because there's multiple. Oh, there's so there's so many. There's more than one King James version. Right. But uh, it's like okay, uh, the apostles read from the same King James that you did. King James didn't happen until mm-hmm. you know sixteen hundred. Yeah. So it's very important to 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 understand that there are some things that need to be fit in the mold of change. Mm-hmm. Going our, to our next point, let's go ahead to, to tackling to traditions. You know, we, we see so many different, like generations, they just look at things so differently. Right. And that's good. We need that. We need, you know, the different viewpoints from each generation, but that, that comes at a cost sometimes. Right. Well, what uh, what's one thing that you as a young person look at and see a tradition that you think is is time for change. Time for change. I think that. Wow. So, so, now, on, I, you, so, you, so now I have to step out. Step out there, now I David. Have to step out. <laughs> I, I feel like as a young person, the the way that our churches are laid out sometimes are outdated. I I think that because I'm a fan. I like colored lights. I like it to be a little dimmer have more of a stage effect. I like that. I'm a big fan of that. That's what young people like today. Yeah. And and, and it, get, it gets on my nerves sometimes when you have like an older minister or an older saint that says, ah, oh, yeah, you know, that's that's too gaudy. That's 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 not what the Bible would want. That's too gaudy. Uh, <laughs> did, did you read the Bible about the first tabernacle? Yeah, it was pretty bright. Yeah, it? gold, brass, silver. 
Yeah. I mean, they're a laver, mm-hmm. y'all. It, talking about that, if if you want to, you know, listen more about the tabernacle, jump over to our NPC podcast, Medora Pentecostal Church, and listen to uh, Dad's series on secrets of the sanctuary. That's a good listen. Well, uh, thank you for that plug. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, we. Uh, if I may mention, we haven't mentioned yet uh, on Kingdom Link. If you would like to hear uh, our preaching ministry. You can go to the Medora Pentecostal Church podcast. There's messages there uh, from David, myself, uh, Bishop M.L. Walls, also uh, Timothy Gothra, our associate pastor, who we're going to get on the podcast before too long. And we have other ministers in our church that do a tremendous job. And uh, we're very thankful for our podcast. Uh, We have uh, uh, here at at, at MPC. Uh, So go check that out and subscribe to our Preaching Point podcast. You know, I, I think that when we talk about traditions, let me let me share with you one that, that I want to show. There are some people that have made a doctrine out of the tradition of, let's say, Sunday school. Oh, yeah. That this is the way we've had church for umpteen years, and mm-hmm. so everybody's got to have Sunday school. Well, that may not be what God has for a... A, a church in a certain area it may not work for a certain area right it may it may or may not but don't make a doctrine out of Sunday school right see what I'm saying yeah yeah and and one thing that sometimes gets on my nerves is that whenever you have obviously because you know I'm I'm the younger guy so I'm always you know got the opinion on the older people but when an older saint says oh I don't I don't like those songs I don't I don't like the songs mm-hmm. that you sing yeah well I mean I would say that the songs you sang, people probably didn't like them at the beginning of them. Do you know? Do you know that? Uh, and you all might can Google this anymore. When you say anything, you can be Googled instantly, oh, and, yeah. and people can tell whether you're factual or not. But I believe that uh, if you begin to look at the way that Amazing Grace began, its music, not yeah. its lyrics, but its music, was in the bar. How do you get that in the church? And, and and so a lot of people were uprising about Amazing Grace music because it was in the bar. But I had a funny uh, moment not too long ago with the gentleman who's my age. And uh, uh, he said, man, I miss those good old songs, those songs that were that are solid, you know, like uh, he named a particular artist. I'm not going to name the artist, but it's a particular artist of the '70s that <laughs> was 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 uh, you know oh, has, yeah. has, has become was very popular, still is popular. And uh, I looked at him. I said, "Don't you remember that our elders said we shouldn't listen to that guy?" <laughs> so it, 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 when you go through change, you have to be willing. And we're just giving examples here yeah, of, of yeah. things that a lot of people get stuck in, stuck mm-hmm. in. And and it's like like the, like the disciples only that the only kind of music is southern gospel or the only kind yeah, of music yeah. is is gospel or contemporary. That's your only style. Exactly. And, and 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 when we get bogged down in that, we miss. Now mm-hmm. I believe that there's some music out there that is ungodly. Oh yeah, definitely. It doesn't have a place in the church. But test it. Well, one of the things that changed. I've been blessed with my dad's taste in music that I can listen to anything and be okay with it. But one of, one of those things, I was at a concert one time. I, th- I believe it was Winter Jam or something like that. 
And one one group came up, and the guy I was with just said, "Man, it was it was a harder rock Christian group." Said, "Man, that that's that's just ungodly. Mm-hmm. That's just of the devil." Well, I went to one of their solo concerts, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't believe the amount of people that were crying and worshiping God. Mm-hmm. That 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 affects people. It does. It does. I, I think we ought to be very careful what we lay down as as traditions. I think we ought to get real with some things. Jesus got very real with the uh, religious folks of their day yeah. because he told them one time the disciples they came they came up these religious people came up to Jesus and said, "Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders?" I mean, that's a powerful statement. Why? Are yeah. you, why are your disciples? And you know what they accused him of? Not washing their hands when they eat bread. Now it's oh, a, Lord. it's it's in the law. It's in the traditions. Yeah. Uh, it's a good tradition, washing your hands. I think everybody should wash their hands. I agree. But what Jesus did is he went to the heart of the issue and right. responded by, why do ye also transgress the commandment of, uh, of God by your tradition? Ouch. That's... Ouch. That 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 is a as you would say that's a drop the mic moment. That's a Jesus mic drop moment. That is absolutely for and and, and another place he said you talking to the Pharisees he said your traditions have made the word of God none effect. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we have to be careful that our traditions go through. And that leads us into our next segment of being tested and approved. Mm-hmm. Tested and approved. Well, one thing that you you need to realize is that the church is moving forward. Mm-hmm. It will always be moving forward, whether you like the change or not. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that will never, ever, 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 ever change mm-hmm. is the message. Right. God's word will never change. We as humans can do whatever we want. We can try to change it. We can try to right. bend it. Right. But if it's if it doesn't go with the word of God... It's going to be to no effect. That's right. There, there are things that are plainly stated in Scripture uh, about worship, about uh, how to live for God. It's right. plainly stated, and uh, those don't have to be proven. They're no. already proven. Yeah. yeah. They've been proven for over 2,000 years. But when it comes to change, and when it comes to things that will, will change, we've got to test them, mm-hmm. and we've got to prove them continually. Uh, Paul said to the... Thessalonians, prove all things. And if you look at the Greek laying out of that, uh, of the tense of that, it means an ongoing commandment. Right. So it's not just simply, I'm going to prove this and then stop. I prove everything. When it comes to things outside of the Word of God, I need to prove them. Mm -hmm. I need to make critical examination to determine whether that tradition is genuine and necessary for this moment, right? Or do I need to lay it down? Right, right. And and that and that that leads us to we need to we need to think. You know, is it an idol, or is it a tradition that needs to die? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so this so this leads us into our next segment: uh, changeable or unchangeable. Yes. How do we determine the two? I, I think I think that. Uh, when you consider things that are unchangeable, we've already said the word. We know the scripture says, I am the Lord, I change not. Yeah. There's an unchangeable. Wow. 
Yeah, he kind of plainly stated it. Yes, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Yeah. Unchangeable. God and his word is unchangeable. What he says about sin... Is unchangeable. Is unchangeable. What he says about salvation Mm -hmm. is unchangeable. What he says about healing is unchangeable. What he says about heaven and hell is unchangeable. What he says about marriage... Yeah. Is unchangeable. You know, uh, we were we were talking about this in the in the prep for our ep- episode. Is that our society is changing all kinds of definitions today? Oh yeah, they they change the you know the definitions of gender, of mm-hmm. marriage, mm-hmm. of the existence of humans. Right, and 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 the thing that is so sad to me and a little ironic is that for thousands of years, these definitions have been very clear. Oh, yeah. They have been clearly stated. And so are we so smart and so super intelligent? Mm-hmm. And, and, and But how arrogant is it of, of us as a society to say, okay, we're changing that now? Well, the question I have for that is, who on earth gave us the authority to be able to change something like that? That's right. That's right. But when we consider things like, let's just take the definition of marriage, according to the Word of God. Now, we are coming from this from a biblical standpoint, so our opinion is based upon biblical standpoints. But I, I think it's very important to know what is changeable and what isn't changeable. God's Word how he defines things, what he says about purpose, what he says about life is unchangeable. Right. Well, let, let, me, let me show you just some ways to know and distinguish different things. Three examples. Jesus healed three blind men in, in the scriptures. Number one, the blind man Bartimaeus cried out for Jesus to heal him, and Jesus all Jesus did was speak to him and said, Go thy way, thy faith, and made thee whole. Bartimaeus was, was totally healed. Okay? All he, said with, all he did was talk right, to him. all he did was speak. Mm-hmm. Second example, in, in Mark 8, we read about some people from Bethesda brought a blind man to Jesus. He didn't merely speak to the blind man. Rather, he took him by the hand, led him out of town. Then Jesus spit on the man's eyes. Mm. And put his hand <laughs> and put his hands on the man. Jesus then asked the man if he could see anything. He said, I see men walking as trees. As Jesus laid his hand on him the second time the man was healed. Right. The third example in John 9, Jesus healed another blind man by spitting on the ground mm. and making mud, applying it to the blind man's eyes. And Jesus sent him to the pool of Siloam, and the pool went and healed. What is the unchangeable truth in this example? That Jesus is the healer. Oh, yes. He's the healer. It's unchangeable. Right. Okay. Right. What are the changeables in this story? Well, it's just the how he healed. The method. Yeah. The method. And I think that's sometimes where we get messed up in our traditions, and that is we we switch the method to the truth. Right. And so the method becomes the reality rather than the truth or the message right. of the reality. <laughs> and, and if we go down that road, if we're going down believing that methods are doctrine, we'd be going around spitting in people's eyes thinking we can, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think some people have done that because they have misapplied right. Scripture. Right. And uh, I, it, it, 
But that's putting God in a box. We talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, one ugly tradition. That's ugly. Ugly, ugly tradition. And this is my opinion again. This is this is this is a little different podcast today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my opinion on that is snake handling is an ugly tradition. <sighs> People who who worship using snakes, and and there are still a few in in our country that do that. Sadly, misapply. <laughs> The scriptures right. dealing with snakes, and you know my thought is, you're going to be in a church and they pull out a snake. I'm I'm like I'm like uh, I'm deuces. I think it's Wendy Bagwell that says, "Where do you want the door? Yeah, where do you want another door? Because yeah. I'm I'm getting out there. Yeah, and 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 we take we take an, a, a situation that like uh, Moses in the in the uh, wilderness, right? When yeah. when they were all bit by, speaking of snakes, when they were being bitten <laughs> by snakes, the Lord said, make a brass snake, stand it up. It was a tip typology of Jesus Christ as far as being the one, if you look on him, you're going to be saved, you're going right. to be delivered. And so they they took that, that, that brass snake, and it was meant for a one-time moment, but we find it cropped up 700 years later being worshipped. Right. And Hezekiah brought it out and destroyed it because they had taken something that was mo- meant for a tradition or for a moment, mm-hmm. but not to be worshipped. Right, right. And I think it's very important that we know about the timing of tradition. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we get into traditions, I've heard stories from you where you're talking about that there was a time in service that everybody walked up to the front for worship. Whoa. 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 Well, you know, there was a time where nobody did that. Well, now it's back. <laughs> is that tradition or is that doctrine? That's that's tradition. It's it's the way and and, and we can't make a mountain out of it. And, no. And, and no. <laughs> if 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 we made a mountain out of every tradition, if we made a doctrine out of every tradition, my Ooh. lord, we'd have we'd, we'd have more trouble. doctrines than anybody else. Mhm. One thing that really gets on my mind, I'm going to throw another pet peeve out there for everybody, is I, I, I don't like it when people throw out a tradition that they say is a doctrine mm-hmm. and then go against that doctrine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to say a personal story. I went to a church camp once uh, <laughs> somewhere else. and In a place north, south, east, yeah, west of here? Yeah, it was on the earth, let's say that. <laughs> and... It was it was a visiting you know camp and so you know my dad being you know the biblically correct man that he is in all his wisdom called the pastor oh, right <laughs> and, and you know said you know we just don't want to make sure that we're you know offending anything that mm-hmm. might may be different he said well we don't wear short sleeve shirts okay absolutely honor that yeah so I didn't pack any uh, short sleeve shirts mm-hmm. so you know I get there and it's 150 felt like degrees outside. And what does the pastor do? He walks up to the pulpit, takes his jacket off, sporting a short sleeve shirt. Hmm. Well, if you... Things, things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> well, it, it, it's important that we be very, very uh, aware of not making ourselves into a hypocrite by our traditions that right. don't line up with the Word of God. Right. Uh, well, I, 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 I just want to touch on a couple things here. 
We need to know when not to change. Exactly. When exactly. not to change. Um, I, I, I believe that when this world, we have talked before, this world changes like nobody's business. Right. But the way I see it is that the, the, this world, when they just jump into the pool of change. They, yeah. they just go headstrong. They just mm-hmm. change right then and there. But when it, when it comes to the church... I believe we need to dip our toe in the pool before we ever just jump right in. I I, I think that it, there's wisdom in that change that's based on innovation, mm-hmm. idea ideas, or what's the latest trend, what's trending yeah. on Facebook, yeah. what what's trending in the church, and you know I I, I get what you said about the lights a while ago, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make lights or no lights. Colored lights or no colored lights do not make God move or not move. Right, right. It's it's what is happening in in that background that is the prayer, the seeking God, the worship, right. the sincerity, the right. things of that nature. But change that is based on innovation or change that is based on convenience can cause unspeakable harm. For instance, Saul was waiting around for Samuel to show up, and when he didn't show up, he broke a not just a tradition, but something that was out of order right? by offering a sacrifice when that was not his responsibility. Right, yeah. And so change that is based on unfulfilled expectations or on convenience is dangerous. Uh, you know, well, we just got to do something. We just got to do something. So we need to be careful with that. I, I think there are a few things that change should never come from. Change should never come out of anger. Mm-hmm. Change should never come out of fear. Mm-hmm. Change should never come out of worry. Mm-hmm. Change should never come out of pride. Change should only come from seeking God and studying the Word to yes. see that if you would still be in alignment with God. That's right. If, if you think that you okay, we're going to go down this route. We're going to we're going to see how this works for our church. Mm-hmm. Test it out. Test it if it works. But before you even get to the testing process, pray and study. Mm-hmm. To see, if we do this, are we going to be in alignment with God's Word? Are we going to do what's right by right. God? And if you are, go for it. Right. If it works out, go for it. Do it. Right. And 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 there's one scripture kind of bringing it full circle is, be not conformed to this world, Romans 12 and 2, but oh, yeah. be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove mm-hmm. what is good, Acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I, right. I want to just quickly say this: state this. This is not the different degrees. Like there's a, a a level of quality of the will of God. Yeah. But rather a growth mm-hmm. in the will of God. We're, right. We're all growing in the will of right. God. And the goal is to prove it. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is good. I'm going to grow. I'm going to get better. And we have to be willing to lay aside different traditions. Right. Right. Well, I wanted to I wanted to just simply uh, thank everybody for being so patient with us yeah, yeah. tonight because uh, we we we've, we've just gone a little bit uh, off the deep end here, uh, enjoying yeah. talking about a topic that is related to generation generational ministries. Well, perhaps this podcast needs a little disclaimer because we went a little heavy on the opinions and sharing our thoughts. While we ran it a little bit, David and I wanted to talk about these kinds of things to help you think and study and deal with change in your current culture. 
Kingdom Link podcast is is committed to helping connect leaders and uh, students and thinkers. Because if the leader gets better, then everyone gets better. We invite you to join us each first and third Thursday of every month as we publish a new podcast about connecting generational leaders. If you would, please subscribe to Kingdom Link to make sure that you get the next podcast. If, you, if you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at timwgill at yahoo.com. And if you find this podcast a blessing, perhaps you'd like to share it with others, rate it and review it. And we appreciate so much your support. Remember, leadership only matters if it is passed on.